Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening, welcome everyone to another episode of Access All Areas with me, Stephen Lang, and, and once again we are joined by the very lovely Bobby Norris. I'm so glad to be back. Honestly, I'm having the best time doing this. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, and I, uh, I believe you'll be uh, with us for the next few weeks. I am really excited. You've got me for a little while yet, and uh, yet so excited to spend the next few weeks with you all and yeah, uh, awesome. speaking to our amazing guests. And uh, today we've got another incredible <laughs> week lined up. This is uh, this is like the girl power episode, I think. Like like we are <laughs> going full out today. We've got um, uh, I, I'm going to say porn star because that is what she would call herself, uh, Sophie Anderson, and she is. So uh, Sophie Anderson up first, and then we have Courtney Act. Uh, Big Brother winner, Drag Race aficionado, and then Geordie Shaw's Chloe Ferry. So it's quite a lineup today, isn't it? We've definitely got uh, a free, strong interviews on, and I'm so <laughs> definitely. Since I found out our guests, I was like, oh my god, it's going to be a good one. I mean, Better be a <laughs> hundred, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we always do have that. We always have the most amazing guests on here. Yeah, we have been we have been blessed during lockdown, in particular, to uh, to have some brilliant guests. Um, but anyway, how, how have you been? I've, I've uh, having a little chat just before the show now, weren't we? And uh, been seeing your Instagram stories is not a nice place at the minute. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, um, it's been a strange few days over on social media. Um, a lot of people might know already that for about 18 months I've been campaigning to kind of make a change with trolling and, and online abuse. And... Um, the last, as I say, few days maybe, it's got so, so dark and so bad. Like the videos and images I'm being sent with my head photoshopped onto, like, I won't go into to too many details, but it, it's, it's kind of quite a traumatic thing to see yourself mm. like laying in a coffin or hanging from a rope or someone holding a gun to your head. And I've kind of been sharing on my story because I want people to know. I, I'm really realistic. I know it's not just me going through this. And I feel because I do have a platform and a profile, it's really important for me to emphasise why I do campaign to make a change to mm. trolling on it. Because it's so, so detrimental to people. It can affect people's mental health. And social media can be the most amazing place and, and such a great tool. Like we can connect to people all around the world and it, it as a whole, when used properly, it's it's a great thing. But the dark side of it is dark and um that it's just been yeah, it, it's it's been awful. Like it, it's really, really hard to see. I I can't yeah, I mean I certainly can't imagine what it's like to see the kind of images that even I've seen that, that you've been reposting. Has anyone said to you that you shouldn't be reposting them or like suggested that because with trolls there's a lot of they're looking for a lot sometimes I, I, I assume they're looking for the air of publicity, aren't they? Do you think that no, might be No one's actually no, not not about this. They haven't. That they've basically I think everyone can see why because because the severity of of this is this is like next level this mm. is i've never experienced or seen anything of this severity and it's really sustained isn't it it's like it's constant like yeah you know. from from waking up to going to sleep it's it's boom 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 it, it, it's just it's constant it, it, it's not slowing down it's not giving up and i feel like if i don't share them and don't get me wrong there's been a few and what I have been sharing on my stories have been bad enough. Like they're dark, they're traumatic, they're awful. 
there's been a few that I feel so, um, I guess it's it's shocked, traumatised even from what I've seen that I'm just like, you know, I I can't, it it can't be shared. Um, But I, I just want people to know that, A, it's not acceptable and also that, I know that this seems to be a massive hate crime. This is very much about me being a gay man. And this is all about, like, every, every, most of them that they're coming in, it's all about kill the LGBT, gay this, gay that. And I just want anyone out there um, to know, like, do not listen as hard as it is. And I know how hard it is. It's awful. We've got to stay strong. We're not going to let them win. So I'm not going to come off social media. I'm not going to delete my account. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. And we should, we should all be proud of who we are, you know? Wise words, I think. It's like, it's a, yeah, it's a really unbelievable thing that's happening to you. And I think, um, you know, you, you're, you're dealing with it in a very mature and uh, responsible way. And I think um, kudos to you, because I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be straight <laughs> off. There's absolutely no way I could deal with any of that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. So, so well done. Thank you. And also, and, and keep, yeah, I think you're right. Keep up, keep up the fight. Um, and hopefully eventually Instagram will listen. <laughs> yeah. It remains crossed. to be seen. <laughs> and I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has, because I've, I've had so many messages and obviously I've not been able to reply to all of them, but I have been trying to see a few. Thank you so much for everyone who's kind of been getting in touch and everyone who's been so kind, whether that's in the comments or been responding to the story so just thank you every single person um yeah. and i am trying to read as many as i can but i am grateful when I, I can see i can see that there's a lot of support there and that's lovely there really is and i think in in the grand scheme of things the support that you have will hugely outweigh any of the negative um uh comments and, and and videos and all that that you're getting but it's obviously hard to see that when you're going through it at the time i can appreciate it be yeah. a difficult thing but um yeah uh we, we we shall move on. We shall move on to, <laughs> to some to some lighter news. Well, maybe maybe lighter in the showbiz sense, but um, but not maybe not for the person involved. I don't know if you've seen um, Kanye West and his uh, bid for president and all that's come out around that. What have you made of that? Well, from what I'm seeing, I've seen a couple of clips and I've been uh, seeing a few little articles. <laughs> I hear that Kim's not very happy. So has he allegedly come out and said that they was debating whether to have an abortion? With North, with North. yeah, 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 and I think um, that that wasn't public knowledge. So no. for him to say it in a room full of people and journalists, and you know, it's, it's even been on like the BBC News. Like it's not just like showbiz uh, circles. You know what I mean? This is like a big deal. Um, yeah, and then he and then he's gone on to claim that um, Kim is is trying to get him uh, like medical help and like all these tweets he's been putting up and then deleting he lives on a ranch in Wyoming and apparently Kim was on her way there with a doctor but rumor has it is that he he's bipolar and refuses to take any medication so it sounds like looks like he could be in the middle of a episode uh, like a manic episode Um, and it's I mean it's fascinating to watch because he's obviously got such a huge platform but it's also quite I mean I feel bad for Kim you know what I mean having to like have her have that kind of stuff like broadcasting public you just would wouldn't you 
I can only imagine the Kardashian WhatsApp group popping off when they started <laughs> yeah. hearing about that. Cause, and then the phone calls, because Kim's not going to be happy about that. Like you say, it's not public knowledge. Is it something we probably need to know? Probably not. No. And I think he does run this risk. If he wants to be taken serious in politics, I think he's going to have to be very careful about how much of his personal life he's going to, going to talk about kind mm. of keep it more to the to the job you know and keep it politics but again chris i can't imagine she's going to be a happy mother-in-law right now when he goes around there for sunday dinner next week <laughs> yeah i don't think that's going to be the most cheerful of places no um, but i mean i think realistically i say this as donald trump is president but i think realistically it's pretty unlikely that he could do as much as donald has because he doesn't have the support of a political party so i think that you know, he's running as an independent, running as an independent, if he's even running. Which um, makes it almost worse, though, because if he's kind of spilling all this tea and family secrets, for nothing. and there is no real chance of anything <laughs> coming of it, I mean, in a way, there's going to be a lot of people that's kind of just sat there, like, rubbing their hands, thinking, right, just keep giving us the goss. This is like a behind-the-scenes, the things that we don't see on TV. Yeah, channel, yeah. You know? I mean, what's going to happen next? We could find out all sorts, but I, I can imagine that uh, Chris and... Kim was on that phone to the jet trying to get that jet sorted and like we need to talk but um, um, uh, yeah horrible. don't care if Kim leaves him because she's gave him north or something like that allegedly yeah 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 he did he said that um if Kim divorces him he understands and that it's okay because yeah he's got north not forgetting all the rest of the children that they had together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they have I think they've got five haven't they four or five yeah um so, yeah, I'm sure if any of the other kids were listening later on in life, they're not going to be too pleased about that. As North, I imagine, wouldn't be too pleased either. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've said it, it's out there forever, isn't it? Exactly, um, especially when that's your family, you know. You're, you're quite, you're, you're talking big time. And um, I just hope, like, I hope he's all right. And um, moving forward, I think this is going to be a story that we see grow and grow over the next few weeks and months. I think you're right. Well, the American politics anyway, so with him kind of thrown into the mix, it's going to be an odd an odd one. On, on, on a slightly lighter note, did you see the um, pictures of Princess Beatrice's wedding over the weekend, her little secret wedding that she had last yeah, week? Yeah, did it all on the DL, didn't she? Yeah, I was <laughs> super impressed that they actually, actually managed to keep it a secret. That seems to me to be very impressive that it didn't leak out at all. No, I know. I thought exactly the same when I saw I thought, gosh, that's well and truly been under the hush-hush. But I think, because am I right in thinking, because of her, what's that thing called? Her, not heir to the status. Her, yeah, oh, um, that, like a line of, in the succession, line of succession. That's the word, yeah, the succession. Yeah. Because where she is on that, I'm guessing that we weren't all going to get the day off like we did when it was Kate and Will. No, no. That was a big old thing. And even when it was Harry and Meghan. But this was just a little bit more low-key. A couple of volivants, I'm guessing there was. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A couple of nice prawn volleys. Um, yeah. And, and, a, and a champagne fountain. I'm yeah. sure that would have <laughs> And a prawn ring. <laughs> Delicious. Um, but she actually looked really nice, I thought, as well. She did. Because um, yeah. she's, she's kind of well-known for not always making the best fashion choices for a woman in her early 30s um, mm. and she looked really nice in the Queen's like vintage dress and the and the tiara I mean it was a, like a £500,000 tiara so I'm sure anyone would look nice in it but maybe yeah, even she, your eyeball would look nice in that but I think we really would and if she's done with it now because I reckon she's the kind of girl that won't wear the same thing twice Mm-mm. we could share it 
I'd be more than happy to. Although I would probably sell it, to be honest, if I had half of that. I would yeah. probably take... I'll take the cash, please, Your Majesty. I'll, I'll... <laughs> no, get the selfie. Get it for Instagram. Keep... Yeah, get yeah, selfie, good. And then you get on eBay. That's exactly it. I will hire a wedding dress and do a full photo shoot. So I'm like... Uh, you know, I mean, I might not look my best in a wedding dress, but who knows? You know, you never, <laughs> never know what might, what might You'll come You'll be stunning. <laughs> um, are, are you a Grease fan, Bob, as in the film? Oh, through and through. I must have seen it 37 times. Really? Mm, See, I yeah. haven't actually ever seen it. I know all the songs, but <laughs> I know, I know this I know this continues to shock people. Um, I'm really crap with films, but apparently they're making a sequel, a prequel, sorry. So like a, a before story I was reading just before we came on. Oh on. no, I don't feel happy about <laughs> no, that. No, no. I tried doing a Grease too, and that just, that never paid off. Weirdly, I have seen part of Grease too, but I haven't <laughs> oh, no. seen Grease. It's got, um, what's her name? Uh, Grease too is... Um, it's, um, oh, uh, Claud that. not Claudia Schiffer, it's... Um, it's, oh, what's her name? No, it's from... Um, <laughs> Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. That's Michelle the Pfeiffer. Yeah. So I've seen a clip of that, and I mean, yeah, it does look dreadful. But it's yeah, two so... hours of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> um, I mean, Greece itself, it's iconic. It, it is. It's up there. It, you have to watch it at some point. Um, I mean, I'm in shock, Steve. But you know, I'm quite, there's a few films where people say that to me. So I'm glad it's just not me because I'm not big on films. Yeah, me you know, neither. I'm kind of series and TV and stuff. But watching films, I'm, I'm not very good at. But that was like part of my childhood. So because of how the, the sequel is, I have zero faith in the prequel. Plus it's well, a cast in it because otherwise it's like they've done a Benjamin Button and they started off older and yeah. they got younger. I don't think you're going to have John Travolta and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Olivia Newton-John reprising their roles. Although no. they, could do, they could do what, um, what Dick Van Dyke did in the Mary Poppins sequel and have like play a different character or something like that. That might be funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think sometimes you have to you have to know when Sanks a hit. Uh, and let's face it, Greece is out there. It, it's <laughs> yeah. it's iconic. Do you know what? Sometimes let it be. You, you don't mess about with it. When it's done, it's done. I think some things don't try and don't try and yeah. Don't, don't try. Tr yeah, it's not. I don't. To be honest, I can't imagine. It's a bit like Sex and the City too, or uh, or any of those kind of like. Sometimes you know, leave it where it is, and I think. But yeah, like you said, know, know when you're, you've kind of overexposed something and it's, um, it's not necessary to carry on. But I mean, still, I'm sure it'll be interesting. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll wait and see whether or not it pulls off. I'm on Tinder hooks. <laughs> we'll it's go and watch it together. All right, well, we'll go, I'll go to the premiere. I mean, I'll go yeah, to the premiere. Yeah, we'll go to the prem. <laughs> <laughs> and then sneak it halfway through and go to a pub or something. That'd be yeah, <laughs> one of us can wear the tiara for the red carpet. <laughs> now we are talking, Bob. Now we are talking. Um, I believe we have our first guest, Sophie Anderson, uh, ready to come in. It's very exciting. Amazing. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you, Sophie? <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. I was so excited to have you on. You are you are a, a legend of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you been oh, keeping, babe? Oh, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. I've just finished with my dildos. So just having a little play. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, how, how long have you been doing that for? I mean, I've been working all afternoon. I've had time to faff around with my oh, dildos. I, I, I you, it's been all afternoon. <laughs> 
Oh, you've had a lovely old day then. <laughs> yeah, Bill and Ted are well used. <laughs> How have you named them? Is that what they're called, Bill and Ted? Babe, you've got to name your dildos. Do you know what? <laughs> what's the difference between Bill and, De uh, Bill and Ted? <laughs> Bill and Ted. Well, the thing is, one one of them is a little bit bigger, and and that one's Ted. So um, so I I just know they're just like they're great. They've got smiley faces and everything. Oh, cute, <laughs> cute, cute! I can take them to bed. Have a little cuddle. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. How is how is how has lockdown been for you? Well, I'm back to it now, babe. So I'm literally, oh, okay. the past, past couple of weeks, I've been um, filming again. I've been seeing clients again. So it's really, really great. Um, but it was, it, I'll tell you what, the first two weeks was like a holiday. Yeah. I was like, gee, this is actually really great, like being at home. And then I was like, third week? Yeah. I was starting Get a to bit bored. It then. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, are you serious? Is this is this all it's gonna be? You know, forever. So like, oh man! But and it did drag on a bit. But it was a totally like with um. I just like totally boosted my OnlyFans. That's what I did. Just totally, I totally boosted it. I was just doing loads more at home, loads more Skype calls, um, loads more kind of like custom videos, all that type of thing. Um, so it was great. It, yeah. it was great in that way to really kind of, because I'm here, there and everywhere all the time. And that's how I like it. I love being busy. You know, I love getting the dick. Uh, I love getting the pussy. You know, I love it. You know? Um, but it was actually quite nice to kind of focus in a bit and go, actually, I've got that one thing that I need to work on, and it totally boosted it. That's really um, good. Just, just, yeah, just because I was going, right, I'm, I'm, this is all I've got, and I've got to get up, and I've got to still work and everything. Because I don't know if you guys found it, but I was like, it was having that discipline and I was like, like, usually I've got everything wrote out in my, well, on my mm -hmm. phone, in my diary. And I thought, actually, this is a bit weird. I'm having to get motivated to like go on Skype or do videos, still put the makeup on without going to have to, uh, to having to go and see people. And you're mm -hmm. like, okay. So then I ended up going to bed like till not f like four in the morning, not getting up till two. I'm like, how is this working? Because before I was getting up at six and going to bed about 11. And it's like, what is going on? And I'm telling you what, I still haven't properly got back into routine yet. Really? Not at all, yeah. I'm still going to bed around about two o'clock. But it's been like jet lag. Yeah, I'm bet, like, yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah, this is like so weird. And it's been like two weeks now and it's still like, ah, oh, come on. You'll get there yeah. eventually. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> we all do. So did. true. But um, do you know what I've also noticed is, is talking about kind of the mental health side of things is the fact that it's like there was only one thing in my life which I had and that was food. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm literally going to that. And I don't know how many people have said this as well, but I'm literally going to that fridge every two hours. And it's yeah. like, hey, there's yeah. the same food in there. Yeah. You know, you're just going to the fridge. You still got those sweets there that you're sick of eating all the time, you know? And it's still like going, and, oh, yeah. And um, maybe I'll go out and go and get some. So I go around the little corner shop, you know, walking up there. 
Faye, come on. Come on, you know, I'm usually eating dick and pussy. So it's like, this is a bit different for me. Different I'm kind of calorie you. intake for you there. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do have a question. So, you know, well, Bob and me are both op openly gay men and, and you know, yeah. we, we, we live our lives how we do. But, like, for instance, I am not the most sexually confident of people. How do you, how did you become as confident as you are? Or would you say you're confident? Is it, is it that or is it something else? No, do you know what? It's the fact that it's actually, so I'm 32 mm -hmm. and do you know what? It was, I was not confident at all until I was like, fuck it. When I was 30, <laughs> about two years ago, three years, two, three years ago, I was like, do you know what? So I've been escorting since I was 16, you know, from massage parlours right up through. And um, I was like, I need a change. I need to change something in my life. And I was always very, very um, confident, um, kind of like going out to get guys, going out to get women, you know, um, going out to get FTMs and MTS. I was just like, I love everyone. So I knew that I was pansexual. I knew I was very sexual, but you're so right. I did not have that confidence at all. Um, and it was really, really, it was actually going to my family and saying that I want to do porn um, to get myself on the camera to then give myself and my character that confidence. Okay. That was what did it. It was getting out onto camera and going, do you know what, actually now, and, and finding Twitter and finding people who, like you said, aren't so confident, which has actually boosted my own confidence, go, do you know what, fuck it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you're so right. Every single one of you, my followers on Twitter, you're so right. You, you know, just go out and get, do what you want. And literally, see, it's only been two years ago that that's definitely happened. Before then, I was very secretive with my escorting. I was mm -hmm. very secretive going to like swingers clubs, all of that, because I did it in my private life. But I was very like, oh, judged uh, people are going to judge me if anyone finds out they're going to judge me and, and this was the thing as well I had to keep things quiet for my son because he's yeah. 13 I didn't want any problems with him at school um so we all my family and me that's my dad my sister and my son we all sat down this is before I wanted to come out on film and I said you know what I'm really fed up the more stress of it was was actually trying to stay secretive and I it's was like coming out like yeah. the lying is more problematic than the truth. <laughs> that, that is so true. And do you know what? I was on antidepressants and all it was doing, I was trying to suppress my own sexual freedom. And in and then I was like, do you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm either gonna be dead and buried because I can't cope with the fact that I gotta stay secret. And you know, quite a few times I was on the brink of like fuck it I can't do this life anymore and it was like I said it was only until I came out on film and I was like I gotta be a fucking ambassador I gotta get out and I'm gonna fucking do it I'm what? gonna do it I'm gonna be myself and that's where it came from what uh, did your dad that... say when you sat him down and said I want to now move into Paul what was his yeah. reaction 
Oh, babe, so, do you know what? He knew about me doing the escorting um, because I, I've always been, we have such a close relationship. So I was very upfront with him. And I said, you know, all along, all along my kind of journey um, in the sex industry, he's been there um, and he knew. And it's, um, it's great. It's great. And, and that's going to be the same because he's had that attitude with me. I want the same attitude with my son. Um, you know, we were so open mm. and you know what is, and as well, I want my son to explore his own sexuality, you know, and if he came out to me, whatever he is, I'd be so supportive. And I think it's really, really important for having someone in your life who understands whether that's a parent a friend but how good is that that I've had my dad as that person yeah because really lucky through my whole life friends I found can be very judgmental I don't being honest I don't have a lot of friends I have a lot of like Twitter followers who I class as like my crew and my people um and that's why I said before the LGBT community is a family to me um I you know growing up at school I found it very difficult because I knew I was different and mm. uh, that was a real difficult time and never really fit in and again not just with coming to like open out um literally <laughs> um, but, um, but definitely finding the LGBT community who welcomed me and Rebecca in it was just amazing and I was like fuck I've actually found people who are just like me and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so awesome so I, awesome I will have to say you're that you're I think you're mm, I'm trying to think you're definitely one of the only porn performers who I follow on Twitter because if I'm at work <laughs> And it comes up on my Twitter <laughs> Someone might have some questions as to what's going on there. But you are, but you're very positive about it. And I think that's what most most people and you're and you're also not like um you're not arrogant and you're not you're not you know, it's and it's actually really lovely to see that you that it's not people that work in the porn industry aren't all one thing and you're kind of proving that. So so true and the thing is as well is I do find porn, like like you said, pretty much like that. That kind of um, porn stars are supposed to um, kind of be a certain way. And I'm so like me and Rebecca, like I was saying to this to Rebecca the other day, is I'm a bit of a strange one, um, and which is a great thing, you know. And it's it, the fact is, is that I find sex so fucking funny. <laughs> um, you know, I do. I just like, ah, oh, you know, it can be so serious. And, and I think as well that um, from an outsider's view is that porn stars are supposed to be a certain way. Like mm. you said, can give the image of being quite stuck up and quite like, oh yeah, look at me, you know, all of this, I've got all of this, you know, and for me, it isn't like that. I think what it is, is because of my own kind of insecurities and the fact that I have gone through things mentally, um, you know, because it hasn't always been easy in doing, like being in the sex industry. Mm. It can be because the life is so evolved around money. Um, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it, especially in my early days, it was a lot of chasing that money, um, especially for my partying and all that type of thing. And it really, it isn't until I've kind of reached my 30s, you're kind of like, Right, it can be a bit more sensible now, babe. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. I say that 
COVID has affected the sex in porn industry? Has it had a, a knock-on effect? Yeah, and do you know what I saw as well, which I think is awesome, is a lot more um, people, especially on Twitter, um, is a lot more people joining OnlyFans. Um, so what it meant was, and um, I think this is great, is the fact that um, porn stars, and let's say people who um, are in the sex industry who are already on OnlyFans, we got to step up our game. Because, <laughs> yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's great. That I think that's great because it also showed, you know, even from let's say OnlyFans subscription prices. I mean, I keep mine quite low anyway because what I do is is I the, I have the subscription price and then I have all my videos on there that I put on um, every day. But I then charge extra. Let's say like dip pick ratings, custom Skype, which I know a lot of girls do too. Mm. So it was that way, like. Do you know what? I'm gonna have to, like I said, step up the game. I need to put more content on there. I need to promote more. I need to really, really like, um, you know, really work like make it. So yeah, work on things. I set up like a little. I don't have a big room, but I set up a little studio kind of area mm -hmm. at home. So it's all things like that. But I've got to make my shit like better. Better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. I really got to make those pictures better to entice the, the customers in. I so saw, it was a really so, good thing. Yeah, I saw, I, saw, um, I saw you getting into some discussions about, um, uh, I, forgive me, I've forgotten his name, but um, this uh, straight for pay issue. So obviously yeah, gay, yeah. gay for pay has been like a big thing in the porn you industry for a long time. So. But I'm so glad you brought that up as well because, you know, I know straight for pay has been here for quite a few years. Actually, it was, I think, one of the first scenes with that was actually with Chi Chi. Um, so it's, it's been around for quite a while. But me and, so I went to Stephen's house um, and there was a lovely guy there as well. He's, he was bi-curious. Um, and then we have Stephen and he was, he's gay, he's gay. And um, so the thing was, is that what we wanted to do, and especially Stephen came to me, so it wasn't me kind of, as some people have said, coercing him to be straight. That's not what it was all about. It was basically saying that, do you know what? There isn't any boxes. You know, if someone is gay, that's right. They they love cock. You know, and that's <laughs> it. You know, they see guys. You know, and and that's what they. That's who they are, and that's what their sexuality is. Um, and what Stephen wanted to do, and he came to me, was that he wanted to do a scene with a girl. And I thought, well, that's fucking great. That's fucking great. I went up for that. I went up for that. And he wanted to do straight for pay. Um, I was like, he said, look, I'm not interested in you sexually. He said, how do you find that? And I said, fucking hell, that's what porn is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and that's it, you know? And and that's the thing. It's breaking down those stereotypes that that gay guy, gay guys can have sex with women. And mm. I do understand, though, there is a difference between. So, for Stephen's point of view, if he was enjoying it and he fancied me, and we were, you know, in that way, we were really connecting. Not that I don't connect with people, but if we were really connecting, yeah. fancying each other, you're and you're going to let's say see me, um, then I would say yes, yeah, he's like being having let's say what people say is bisexual. 
or mm -hmm. pansexual, you know? Um, but that wasn't the case. Uh, we did a scene, we recorded it straight for pay. From Stephen's point of view, he doesn't have any sexual feelings towards me or anything. We are doing it for a scene. And I think that's awesome. So we, we got loads and loads of positive comments. Don't get me wrong, it's been awesome. I've been replying to people in DMs. And I tell you what, I must admit, by Sunday, I was feeling like pretty like worn out because the thing is, is with me was um, I do like reply, replying to people mm. and yes, I always felt like I know Stephen has got a real kind of negative response and, and I do get that. I do get that. From reading the comments, what I didn't want that to be is let's say for me to go, I'm going to make this guy straight because that, you know, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that's my, I know, think, I think because you know I celebrate all sexualities. Like, yeah. how can I do that when I myself I'm pansexual? So it's like you did it. You did. I think you did a really good job of it. I have to say that was because it's a new thing for a lot of people. I'd never really heard oh, straight play before. So, so, definitely. so, um, well done. Can I just ask quickly one thing? Yes. It'd be on. Really good to get your feedback from both of you. What's your kind of view on kind of the videos that I put out and me and Stephen put out? I really like your honest opinion because we did have a lot of negativity there i don't um, see if you want to do it then i don't see what the problem is it makes okay. it really makes no difference if you two consenting adults doing whatever they want to do seems fine by me That's yeah because the main thing is is i would never ever do anything to hurt the gay community no no i don't um, no. you know never i would never do that. anything like that so it's, it's great to hear from you guys what you actually think and if you were offended you so. guys love you, you babe yeah, you ain't gonna worry about it <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much sophie thank really you appreciate darling. you coming on i love you guys so much and take care of yourselves my you too, too so. you too bye bye she is a force to be reckoned with isn't she isn't she, she just um shall we get courtney in because i believe she's ready ready willing and able absolutely I was just having a sausage. Yay! <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. We just had Sophie Anderson on before you, and she was talking about having an afternoon with her dildo, so... Oh, <laughs> fine. Dildo to sausage, eh? You've been, my love. Good, how are you? Really Is good. Um, Senior, you've got um, some eye makeup inspired by the Vivian today, I saw. Correct, I do. Looking I've loved gorge. the Vivian's eye makeup for a while, mm. and... It popped off and I was like, oh, I'm wearing pink and green today. So here where, I am. Where, where are you calling us from, Courtney? Where is home? I'm in London, in East London. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not far yeah. from me then. <laughs> so, so how have the last few months been for you, Courtney? Good. Um, I've been, I was in Los Angeles for the first three months of lockdown. And then I got okay. to London, I don't know, I guess about a month and a bit ago. And I've been writing a book, which is like not to make the whole global pandemic about me, but um, <laughs> if you were ever going to choose to write a book to be locked indoors during the summer, do it when everyone else is locked indoors and they can't go outside and they're probably having less fun than you are. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What would you say the difference was, Colt, when you was out in LA and then you come to London, has there been a big difference with the pandemic compared to the States and over here in the UK? There has. And you know what it is? It's... Oh, excuse my armpit. Oh, you know what? It's lucky that you can't smell me through this. You know what has happened during the pandemic? I never used to smell. 38 years, never smelt 
a day in my life. Now, I kind of enjoy it. I'm a bit like, oh, there's a man in the room. I'm like, tear my clothes off. Oh, wait, it's me. Oh, that's me. The biggest difference, I was in Los Angeles, which is obviously not um, Philadelphia, where they stand on the steps of the Capitol with semi-automatic weapons, um, Mm -hmm. saying that they need haircuts. Um, And... It was the clearness of the messaging that the UK just does not seem to have. In the US, you'd follow the mayor of LA on Twitter or you would you know, follow the, the, the governor of California or you would watch the television, like whatever it was. It would say, they would say, tomorrow, when you go outside, you have to wear a mask. And so tomorrow, you would wear your mask and they were like, it shouldn't be a hospital grade mask. It shouldn't be a surgical mask. It should just be a bit of fabric that when you tie it around your head, you can breathe through. You can make it yourself. They had cute little tutorials that you can make yeah. it at home with like a tube sock and a pair of pantyhose. Um, <laughs> also doubles as a tucking G-string if you're oh, in perfect. Um, and everybody just seemed to do it. Whereas here, Boris is like, well, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to do something. And, and you're just like, just can... Tell me to do it tomorrow. Don't tell me in two weeks. I might have to do something. Just like, just. He's and a bundler. Nobody, He's a bundler. No one here. I don't know. Maybe it's just like East London. In the US, people, everybody wore a mask. Everybody who cared about being a good human, which is the, the people who saw themselves that way, which is like the Democrats and the progressives, mm. everyone wore a mask. And it was only the conservatives who didn't wear masks because they were narcissistic and self-righteous. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, no one in East London's wearing a mask. And I assume that the majority of them are progressive because they're like younger East London types. Mm. And so it's just interesting to see how that dynamic is different here as well. I actually agree with you, yeah. I mean, it's like still I can go to the little Tesco near me and there's no one in there wearing a mask apart from apart from me. So, no. you know, like... And there's a security <laughs> man at the door who text your bag he should be saying no you can't come in you don't have a mask you prick well i think that's going to happen probably from well this week isn't it when it when it's (laughs) yeah exactly the pandemic's been raging for four months boris (laughs) yeah four months you tell him you should get on the front of the thing with a semi-automatic weapon and tell everyone to be wearing a mask (laughs) then listen to you courtney i'll I'll just take my tofurky sausage it's fine good girl you listen here Moving forward, Courtney, obviously with the tour and everything, have you had to change things now to apply with kind of guidelines? Is it going to affect the tour with all of this? Well, the tour is not till April 2021. So, like, we could all be dead by then, let's face it. Um, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, I mean, look, that's, the, that's, that's one of the preferred the options at the moment, which is... The other, I was in LA and I was sitting on a friend's roof and there was, like, an explosion... And I was like, oh, my God, it's the aliens, they've come. And I was genuinely so excited at the thought that aliens were coming to, like, save us all. Um, And then I was really disappointed when it was just, like, a a power substation exploding. Um, Normal life. Yeah. Um, But the tour isn't for nine months, so, like, who knows what will be happening by then. But the, the theory is that you probably don't have anything in your calendar from now until eternity. So this is like something in your calendar in the future, the foreseeable future to look forward to and to get excited about so that um, 
in nine months time hopefully you'll be able to come out to the theater and see my show I actually, i've actually weirdly got two gigs lined like i've already i've got a gig booked in december that i'm going to i think that might oh. be too too early don't know we'll see what happens oh, no. then, I, then i booked to see sophie ellis bexter in may which is going to be a, oh that's a cute April, um, I mean, yeah. I but... feel like I'm smoking in doom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tweezers. Feel free, no one would judge. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit, we haven't got much longer with you. Tell us a little bit about your single. Um, so I have a little bit of an EP, which is three tracks from my live show. Because like the, the live show, um, one of the selling points, depends on how you look at it, is I wrote all of the music myself. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think like, you know, like when someone says, oh, do you make your clothes yourself? <laughs> oh, it shows. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe saying I wrote the songs myself isn't a selling point. And so I thought I should put some of the music that's in the show on streaming services so people can hear it and be like, oh, no, I like that. I want to go and see that. Or that shit, I don't want to see that show. Like either way, forearmed is forewarned. So mm-hmm. um, there's the first song on the, on the, on the EP is called one Tonight, which I think is my favourite song I've written and recorded. Uh, and then there's Heteroflexible, which is mm-hmm. a song about um, having sexual relations with straight identifying men who... Okay. Who, Your lucky who, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's got to be some perks, right? <laughs> the gays are too self-loathing of their femininity, so I've, I've got I've to seek... Where you, find a way you can. Where I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so there's that one, and then there's one more. Uh, and then the last one is called Fluid, which is the title track, um, which is just a fun little pop track. But then I'll be releasing the full album and music later in the year, and then hopefully when people come and see it in April, they'll just, you know, be singing singing along in their heads. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. To you, people of the north. <laughs> Why? What's happened in the north? Oh, yeah, they, they're, they're wonderful audiences, but they get a bit audible. Like you give them an inch and they take a mile. And right. if they know the words, then it'll turn into like tub thumping by Chumbawamba and everyone will be like, <laughs> And you can't be shouting at the moment, can you? Because you'll be spreading no, no. your coronavirus all over yeah. the place. Yeah, but so. it's in April. We'll be fine by then. They'll have a... I'll have a fingers a crossed. Cure Hopefully, Miss a... Rona's gone by then. Ain't we meant to be getting an injection by Christmas? Someone said. Yeah. Fingers crossed, babe. Christmas injection. Pride <laughs> <laughs> presents for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, Courtney, sorry, go on. And also, I read today that. Um, oh, sorry, my sausage is repeating on me. Um, I read today there's like options like breathalysers, like when you get um, pulled over by the police. Do they have that here? Random breath tests? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one option for mm. going into spaces that you have to do a, a not a random, a, a breath test. And Mandatory. also there's like a instant sort of like a pregnancy test. You don't have to piss on it though. I think you have to prick your finger. So I'd rather, the, I'd rather imagine just piss here. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the piss pot so you right. come into this. <laughs> um, well, Courtney, we're going we're gonna to play... Uh, out to your single so if you could just introduce it well this is my new song it's called one tonight and it's from my show fluid so if you like it then go to courtneyact.com forward slash fluid to book tickets to the show in april Call us me 
That looked a lovely sausage she had, didn't it? She had a lovely to- tofurkey sausage. I would, I would yeah. kill for one right now. It's a big old one as well, isn't it? Don't know what I'm getting for my dinner tonight on my little uh, trip around my friends. So we'll, uh, well, we'll find out once we finished our interview <laughs> here because we've got Chloe uh, Ferry ready to come in. Amazing. Hello. Hi, can you hear us? I can hear you, Chloe. How are you doing, Chloe? So good to see you. I'm great. How are you? Really good. Uh, what's been going on the last few months for you? What, the last few months? Yeah, yeah. What's been, what have you been well, doing during the lockdown? We've been in isolation, but it will be locked in. It's nothing, it's nothing much. <laughs> <laughs> but you must have been doing something with your time. Well, I've been training. I've just, I've been, you know what, right? At the start of lockdown, I was in a bit of a bad place. Like, I wasn't happy the way I looked. I wasn't happy with myself. And obviously, I was newly out of a relationship, so I, I was thinking, for God's sake, I'm still, like, a bit hurt from my last relationship. And uh, we'll be locked indoors now, so I can't even date. <laughs> so I, I just totally, totally changed my mindset. And I was, I started training, and then I started feeling, like, good within myself. And I thought, you know what? I know what I want in my life now. I know what path I want to go down. So I've, I've actually had, like, a, a good lockdown, to be honest. I've got to ask you, Chloe. So, obviously, I hear that you're doing the new series of, like, the virtual celebs go dating, Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to be dating men as well as women. Tell me about yeah. this. So are you so into So obviously, like, I've, I've obviously preferred men. Like, I'm more into men. But, like, the last couple of months, I've obviously, like, I was in Thailand. I was looking at girls in a bit of a different way. I was looking at them and I thought, fucking hell, you are so fit. You are so fit. I can imagine kissing you. So obviously, I just thought, you know what? It's new for us. I may as well try it. Like, I'd rather know than not find out, like, Nothing might come of it, but I'd rather, I'd rather know, like, it's new experience, it's, it's fun, you know what I mean? Have you ever been with a girl, Chloe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all, all the way? But I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. I'm pretty sure, was wasn't, wasn't this on Geordie Shore? I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it? Probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's, um, it, it, are you going to find the virtual thing a bit weird, do you think, doing the virtual dating and all of that? But it, it was obviously different because obviously normally when, like, the, the main thing was, like, when you go and hug someone, like, you say, oh, hi, nice to meet you. You weren't allowed to do that. You were a metre apart at one point. I couldn't even hear what you were saying. Like, I was like, what, sorry, say that again to that far or something past. <laughs> so it takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah. <laughs> so can you give us any secrets, any spoilers? Have you found have you found the one? Is there any potential? You know what? I've not I've not found the one. I haven't found the one. I do have some good dates though where I thought, God, you actually are an amazing person. But it was just obviously the first person that I dated my ex-boyfriend, so it was really nerve-wracking for us. I know when you go on the first date, I was with my ex-boyfriend then for years. So I, I just thought, God, like it's gonna be but it's like open a can of worms now, so I'm just ready to date the world. Ready to date everyone. And I'm sure they're all ready to date you as well because you've been, you've been like uh, like Bobby said, you've been focusing hard on on the way you look and things, haven't you? So you've is it right that you've lost two stone? Yeah, I've been yeah, I've lost two stone. Don't get us wrong, like sometimes I feel good, sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I don't even feel good. In what way? I don't know, like 
Like some days I'll feel good, I'll look mint. But then some days I'm like, oh, I still don't feel good. I don't know, I'm just, I think I, I beat myself up a little bit about it. That's a tough one though, because if you're doing all you can, what more, what, you I know. I don't want to. Is it because, just, do, you get, probably, do you get trolled and stuff? Because this is something Bobby's been experiencing recently. Oh yeah, recently. I still get trolled. I put a photo today and I still, still got trolled. And I thought I looked good in the photo, but I just think it might be because, like obviously, I, I, you know me, I get a lot of hate on social media about the way I look, God, since day one I have. And it's, it's hard, you know, like you, you're not brought into a world to like put up with that much abuse, abuse. And then for the people to say, well, you're in public eye, you should expect it. Are you actually that small-minded that you should, that I should be accepting people who call me ugly on a daily basis? It's just not right. I just think when I've been called fat so many times, that I, I think it sticks with you and you, you sometimes, like, sometimes I don't feel like I look good. Don't get it wrong. Some days I feel like fucking Kim Kardashian. But like some days I feel like fucking Nagana. Donald Trump. When you're getting trolled, Chloe, is it predominantly about the way you look or your weight, yeah, or is it anything else? Always about the way I look. Always about the way I look. And how do you deal with it? What's your response to it? Because it well, can hurt. And I think like, a lot of people think that it doesn't, and they think, "Oh, you've signed up for it." Like, like you've yeah, just said, they well, think we sign up to it. But of course, it hurts. Like, then I'm only human. And there's a lot of people out there who get it, and I just think, like. It's just, well, why, do, why do people actually physically do it? I couldn't think of anything worse than logging online and trying someone about the way they look. I would not want to make someone feel bad. Like, people don't understand the effect that it has on people. Like, people don't know what, I, like, what I've been through. Like, I, I keep, like, it's secret to myself. But honestly, it caused me so much shit. I, I still, like, I feel shit about it a day. Like, obviously, I just see the comments now. So, I've kind of learned, I've learned to deal with, like, I know it's sick, but I've kind of learned to deal with the hate now. Like, I just scroll past it. Mm. It's like, how hasn't this come to an end yet? Like, why are people still there? Like, I posted a photo a day and I'm still getting abuse. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, there's, we've been talking about this with Bob earlier. There's kind of no solution, is there? Because it's like, you, you either leave the platform or because the yeah. Instagram won't deal with it. So it's like, you have to work out what you, yeah. what you want to do. It's a shame, isn't it, it, really? Because some like, people who are getting grief, like, I'm thick skinned, but there'll be someone out there who's not. But do you yeah, think it's those trolls that make that make the convince you to change yourself in the first place, or was that just something you yeah, wanted to do yeah, for yourself? Yeah, it is because when I obviously when I first got on Jordan Shaw and stuff, um, I thought I had the most amazing boobs, right? Like I was like so like I was such a confident young like a young girl, and um, I can remember one time I'll never ever forget the day I had a low cut top on, like a re- like low cut like that. And someone had said to us, no boobs look so saggy. And I thought, and I never even thought about it. And I, so the more I started looking at myself, I thought, you're fucking right. You are right. My tits are saggy. And for a 19-year-old, for a 19-year-old girl, that's not good. No. So then obviously I turned to surgery and got an uplift. And I, and I just like still wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, but people don't understand the consequences when they're saying stuff, what it, how it can affect you mentally. Mm. And no one knows. Like really, what someone's going through. Social media is, can be quite fake. You're never gonna wake up on a day, daily basis and go and like know you're upset. And you're not gonna post it on social media. Social media is all happy, isn't it? Mm. So you just never, ever, ever know what anyone's really going through. Mm. Yeah, this is why people need to definitely think before they kind of type, because words do hurt and um, words can be dangerous. And as we've seen, words can yeah. heal. You know. Well, look at yeah. Caroline Flack and, and, and the people that have been on Love Island and that. It's, it's you know, it's, it's you've, you've got to have a very thick skin. So it's good that you do, Chloe, because it, and 
and I, to be honest, you look great to me. So I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is. Like. Yeah, and any man or woman will be lucky to have you. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you get yourself a girlfriend, we're going go pride together next year. Hey. I'll get you your first rainbow flag. She doesn't even need. It doesn't even need to have a girlfriend. She can come anyway. There's oh, not... she can come. She'll have it more of a girlfriend on the float. Yeah. She'll have a lovely time. Uh, well, Chloe, thanks so much for speaking to us this evening. Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much. And um, yeah, really good. Uh, and, and stay strong because you're a beautiful girl, and um, it's important that you that you realise that. I think. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Take care, Chloe. Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> she's um yeah she, again another like she's i think the the problem is with a lot of, I mean, you've been through it you know you, on these reality shows people think that you um are a fair game i think sometimes don't they and um even if you do want to change yourself it's really nobody else's business you know um if, if you can afford to do it and and you want to then then why not you know Completely. And I think the thing with, with surgery or with anything like that, same if someone wants to change their hair, if you're doing it for you and, and you're not feeling there's a pressure to do it or you're doing it to please someone else, go and do what you want to do. If you want to cut your hair, cut your... Like, I'm all for as long as you're living your best life while we're here. Do you know what? I'd, life is hard enough sometimes. So, yeah. do you know what? Enjoy it. Bloody well enjoy it. This is why I love doing this show. I mean, look at the guests we get. We've had the incredible Sophie. Love mm. that chat. We've had Courtney act with her sausage. Go. <laughs> I mean, you don't expect that every week. And then Certainly the lovely don't. Chloe Ferry, who's going to be taking part in the brand new series of Celebs Virtual Dating, which airs on Monday the 27th of July at 10pm over on E4, which I cannot wait to tune in and see. I will be tuning in on my holiday. Exciting times. Text me what you think. Oh, yeah, I will. I want yeah. to see who she's starting with. I want to see her date her first girl. It's going to be girls. It's going to be good. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Virtual, yeah. because it does kind of change the element of dating. Have you done Celebs Go Dating before? Yeah, well, I did yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Joe, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was about the first, the first gay guy to, to ever do the show. That's what so I remember, yeah. It was, it was a really nice... It was back when we had the original... Guru, so it was Nadia and Eden, and I mean, it's a really scary thing because I think a lot of people think I don't know if it's just about me or people who are on telly in general think that you're all overly confident. <laughs> now, I am when it comes to things like this, I can see I can do live TV, live radio, anything like that. But to go up to a guy in a bar and go, Can I get you a gin and tonic? that to me is the most oh my god, the fear of rejection, I can't handle it. Do you know that. what I mean? <laughs> I tell you any day over asking someone if they want a gin. That, <laughs> that, it kind of was a bit scary. And I had a, f a few little dates that was a little bit kind of um, what shall we say? Rememberable. Remember? Okay, that's not the word, memorable. <laughs> It would help if I could remember the word memorable. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of blind dates. Guy pulled out a nine-inch cucumber and wanted me to put a condom on it, as you do at the dinner table in a posh Chinese restaurant. Um, <laughs> silly me, sat there putting it on. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> and he told me off because I didn't check the best before date on the packet before I opened it. This is not a way to romantically entice someone. I'll just put that out there. There wasn't a date, though. Right, well, good to know. You're happy now, that's all that matters. Absolutely, and it, it was a fun experience to do it. He was a lovely guy, but um, yeah, it, it, it worked it for me. Not one to repeat, fair enough. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I am on holiday next week, which is 
think the first time since April that I won't have done the show. Um, so uh, so I, I figure you'll be having a, a little guest presenter in my place, Bobby, which is which is great. So um, so good luck with the show while I'm off. Um, Thank you, Babes. Um, you have a lovely holiday as well. You deserve it, Babes. Eastbourne's not going to know what's hitting, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that weather spoon's in Eastbourne. Woohoo! <laughs> well, I hope the weather stays nice for you. It's, the forecast is looking good. So um, I've got me and my nephews are going to do a barbecue on the beach and we're going to oh. go swimming and we're going to do loads of nice things. So it's, it's going to be a, hopefully a good couple of days. So um, oh, that'll be a nice cross. Yeah, you enjoy um, it, and I'll see you when you get back, Mister. Yeah, definitely, and uh, and thanks so much for helping out next week while I while I'm off. No um, worries at all. But I, I will I will see everyone in a fortnight, and uh, and uh, until then, goodbye. I guess. Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs> goodbye.